Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here. You're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on another beautiful day. And I said yesterday, uh, yesterday was a great day. Today is even better. Not a cloud in the sky. And if you didn't know it was winter here in the Macedon Ranges, you would swear that it was a summer's day looking from outside, uh, well, looking outside from my office window. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, but it is cold, cold, cold. So today, Thursday, 27th of July, 2023. Trust you're having a fantastic day wherever you happen to be in this magnificent world. Probably a quicker podcast today, a shorter podcast today. A bit of a follow-up, actually, from the podcast yesterday where we were talking about you are not an imposter. And we talked about the fact that there are people in all walks of life, in all businesses, and certainly in sales, I see this a lot. There's a lot of people that go around believing that they are an imposter, And that sooner or later, they're going to be found out in terms of not being as good as perhaps they're giving the impression of, or uh, or maybe as good as people think they are. And uh, imposter syndrome is real. And uh, one of the things we need to be doing is is making sure that we are having the right conversations with ourselves and building a level of confidence. So confidence is what I want to talk about today. And the key message out of today is do not wait to feel confident. Now, one of the things that I, um, I, I, as if you listen to the podcast, you know I love talking to sales leaders, love talking to sales teams, do heaps and heaps of workshops, and do a lot of mentoring as well. So, uh, what's what's interesting when I'm talking and speaking with these guys is I often ask the question around confidence, and specifically, where does confidence come from? And what's staggering is that many people, despite their seniority, and often despite their level of experience and also their level of performance, there's so many people that don't necessarily still today feel confident in what they're doing. Now, despite these sales guys and sales leaders in particular possessing incredible talent, and they've been put in these positions for very specific reasons, uh, because they've, they've shown potential, they're, they're of good character, and the organizations believe, for all intents and purposes, that they have, I guess, the, the capabilities and the characteristics that can take not just the team forward, but also the business forward. But despite all of that, uh, there's still a staggering number of people who lack confidence. And they lack confidence in doing things, stepping out of their comfort zone. And this is despite reporting to a sales leader or having people in their corner who believe in them incredibly. And I often hear... I happen to hear sports people in particular that go through this, and, and many sports people suffer from imposter syndrome, and when they're reflecting back on their career, they often refer to one or two key people who become part of their inner circle, who believed in them when they didn't necessarily believe in themselves. And the key message that I get when I'm listening to these guys is, they need to take one step and put it in front of the other, and they don't have to wait and nor should they wait to feel confident. It's about taking action. But it's interesting from a selling perspective how many salespeople out there actually do lack a level of confidence. And it's a lack of confidence to identify 
tangible opportunities. It's a lack of confidence to reach out to senior executives within their portfolio. And this is a this is a huge one because there are so many people out there that are afraid of, hmm, if I call on the chief information officer or the chief revenue officer or the chief marketing officer, uh, and I just say, hey, I'm an account manager from XYZ organization or I'm a sales development executive or I'm an account director, uh, what are they going to think of me? Because the perception is a lot of senior executives do not want to talk to people who are lower than them on the hierarchy, which is absolute a fabrication for the most part. Look, and there are going to be exceptions to the rule there. There are some ego-driven senior executives out there, and they're the type of people that won't be listening to this podcast, so it's okay, I can I can say this sort of stuff, but there are people out there. But for the most part, you're going to have people who are more than happy to have a conversation, yet for some reason, our account managers and salespeople, and look, I'm, I'm one of these, I, I had the same challenges until I learned that, you know what, these people put their pants on the same way, they eat the same way that most people, they might have a bigger bank balance, might have more responsibility, and in fact, might have bigger problems, but essentially they're people at their core, so why not call them? So I don't, I actually don't understand why account managers don't reach out to senior executives within their portfolio. They've also got a lack of confidence in terms of making new connections in a target account. And I remember back in the day, talking with uh, a lot of account managers and we're talking about specific opportunities and asking the question around, you know, when is this particular opportunity going to close? And part of that conversation was to try and understand what sort of relationships existed within the within the account so that we had all bases covered. And often we found that uh, when we didn't win the business, even though we thought we would because we had a quote unquote great relationship, it meant that we had not enough connections within the account. So for some reason, some salespeople are quite um, anxious and do not want to make new connections within a, a target account. Uh, there's also a lack of confidence that a lot of salespeople uh, experience to challenge the status quo and think outside the square. And when we're talking about this, it's challenging not just the way that we are doing business as an organization, but challenging the way their customers are doing business, but also challenging their sales leader and thinking outside the square. Because when it's all said and done, Sales leaders don't have all the answers, nor should they have all the answers. And what we want our team to do is come to us with ideas and challenge us to think differently. But there's a, there seems to be a lack of confidence in a lot of salespeople to be able to do that. And they're almost expecting to be spoon-fed or told what to do or operate within certain boundaries or certain uh, frameworks and parameters. They're also um, There's also a lack of confidence when it comes to taking action outside of their comfort zone. And one of the things I, I really work hard on when it comes to leadership facilitation and certainly mentoring is encouraging and challenging sales leaders and their teams to step out of their comfort zone. Because when it's all said and done, the comfort zone is comfort and it's a, it's a known thing. And if you think about it, everything we do today is within a comfort zone, but it never was a comfortable thing to do. So just think about driving a car when you started to drive a car for the very first time. For most of us, it would be completely outside of our comfort zone. And yet now when we drive, we probably don't even think about it. In fact, we don't even have to think about turning on uh, the ignition, adjusting the seat. Everything is done automatically. So we are automatically in our comfort zone, but it never was like that. So thinking about how we can do things outside of the comfort zone is, is a key thing, but there's so many sales leaders that want to stay safe and play safe. And the other thing that there's a lack of confidence around as well is, is asking the difficult questions of the customers, uh, of their sales leader, but also of the organization. And this is about challenging. And I do a lot of work with sales teams in terms of developing insights and trying to increase our level of relevance 
to the customer, but also to the industry. And there are far too many salespeople that are going through the motions of just looking at their product and seeing how they can retrofit their product into a perceived need that the customer may have or the salesperson is trying to create. Uh, But we don't necessarily ask the difficult questions, the penetrating questions, the really thought-provoking questions that make the customer stand up and think, hmm, never really thought about that, uh, which then creates an impression in their mind that maybe, just maybe, there's a level of merit in where it, that's worth investigating in, do, in terms of dealing with this particular salesperson. Now, it's staggering that so many salespeople out there do not have the confidence to do those things. And too many of them, therefore, are waiting to feel confident. And it's a real shame. They remain in a comfort zone and are reluctant to take the risks for fear of consequences of mistakes. And this often is as a result of the environment that they're in. Uh, but what it does result in is stagnation and a further reduction in confidence. So a great leader will not allow this to happen. This is what I want to talk about today. And the fact is, do not wait to feel confident because I often talk about this concept of the confident and competence loop. And a great sales leader will always tap into the confidence competence loop. And they know that the only way to develop that level of confidence is to take action and to take affirmative action so that they can develop a level of competence. And so here's what great sales leaders do. And what dare I say, here's what exceptional sales leaders do. What they do is they demand their sales executives get moving. And they know that imperfect action is so much better than trying to come up with the perfect plan because often the perfect plan can result in a thing called procrastination, pontification, and a complete lack of action. And remember, the confidence competence loop starts with action. So taking action will start to develop confidence because you're taking action. Do not wait to feel confident. So the exceptional sales leader will demand their sales executives get moving. They also expect that mistakes are going to be made, but they don't criticize. So they ask questions of their sales executives, like I asked yesterday on the on the podcast, what's the biggest mistake you've made for the week? They actually ask their sales executives, what mistakes are you making? Because that presupposes that they're taking action, but they're taking that imperfect action. What they will do, though, is they'll provide constant feedback. And the feedback loop is such an incredible thing, an incredible tool that is available to all sales leaders, but yet so many sales leaders do not take that opportunity. And in fact, the vast majority of sales leaders uh, have their conversations around feedback at the six-month formalized performance review or the full-year formalized performance review. Exceptional sales leaders provide feedback constantly because they know that if I've got a sales executive that's taking action, that is backing themselves, and I'm providing constant feedback, then I can get them back on track. I can guide them and and move them in a way that is going to push them in the right direction. And I know that that imperfect action eventually will kick in to being a perfect action. Not that there's really any such thing as perfect action, but you get what I mean. They're going to be taking constant action, which will develop a higher level of competence. And from that, guess what? they provide a high level of confidence in what they're doing. Exceptional sales leaders will also set an example through not waiting, and this is a big thing, not waiting to feel confident themselves. There are so many sales leaders that I talk to who do suffer from imposter syndrome, and yet they find a way, as we talked about yesterday, to get over that and move forward despite what they're having in terms of their internal dialogue, despite what the perceptions are that they might think that other people have them, they move forward anyway because they know that if I can get better today than I was yesterday and continue to move forward tomorrow and hopefully improve tomorrow, then you know what? I'll develop a high level of confidence. But it's also realizing that leadership is not about me. It is about my team and the example that I set. 
So if, you've, if you're a sales leader who is waiting to feel confident yourself, then guess what? You're going to have a team of people who are going to do exactly the same thing. So let's get off our rusty duff and get moving and start setting the example through not waiting to feel confident, but taking some affirmative action. And the other thing that great sales leaders do, exceptional sales leaders, is that they reward progress rather than reward the outcome. So how many times have you heard me talk about this? The fact that the scoreboard's there, the scoreboard would always be there, and yes, it is a measurement of how successful we are or not, but great sales leaders don't look at that and keep their focus on that. What they do is they break it back down into bite-sized chunks, and they think about, okay, what are the things that I have to do this quarter, this month, this week, today, so that we can make progress? And then what they do is they start to measure progress, and they start to reward uh, progress rather than hitting the actual result because they know that, and you hear so many elite sports coaches now talk about this process, that if we focus on the game plan, if we focus on doing the fundamentals really, really well, if we follow the structure, then the number for all intents and purposes should take care of itself. So rewarding progress rather than rewarding the outcome is a key thing that great sales leaders do in order to build levels of confidence. So as we get to the uh, back end of this particular week, if you have, as a sales leader in your team, if you've got salespeople who have been lacking confidence, then I strongly encourage you to encourage them to remove the shackles, take a chance, take affirmative action, and without, and this is a big thing, without any firm attachment to the outcome. Because what you'll find is it's a, it can be a very cathartic experience for a lot of people, because all of a sudden, they're giving a little bit of license to go and take some chances, jump outside of their comfort zone, and for most of them, they're going to realize that it wasn't as bad as they thought it might have been in their head when you've got a sales leader who's saying, hey, go out and make some calls, go out and, and, and take a chance, go out and reach out to that senior executive, and what, what's the worst thing that can happen? They, they slam, their, slam the phone in your face, or they turn you away, or you get to the gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper says, no, nope, not interested, or well, if that's the worst thing that can happen, then you got nothing to lose, so go do it because taking affirmative action is what is going to develop a level of confidence. So the key message is do not wait to feel confident because if you do, the funny thing about that is confidence will never hit you. It's not going to hit you like a bolt of lightning, so the only way to develop it is to go and take action. So when you do that, you may just be surprised with the outcome that you achieve, but also the outcome that your team achieves. So I trust that message hits just at the right time. It's a topic that I like talking about often because there are so many people I come up against who suffer from this debilitating lack of confidence and it's it's almost it's almost uh, paralyzing for them. So I love I love getting underneath their in their psyche, getting underneath the sheets a little bit and and letting them know that you know what it's not as bad as perhaps you think it is in your head and it's actually quite simple that if I can take some action even though it's imperfect action and even though I don't know what the outcome's going to be but if I have the courage to step forward and do it anyway, then some amazing, amazing things can happen. So with that message, I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week. And a quick reminder that if you're looking for some assistance in your pursuit of excellence and becoming an exceptional sales leader, would love the opportunity of having a conversation to see how I may be able to help you. But also if you're looking for some assistance with your sales team, love to have a conversation about that as well. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and uh, map out a plan and start the execution phase ASAP. So thanks very much for plugging into the podcast. Very much appreciate you returning. And uh, as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Mm-hmm. 
thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.